Welcome to the Dare to Multiply podcast. On this podcast, we help passionate Jesus followers become courageous, obedient disciples who impact their communities for the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Cynthia Anderson, a disciple multiplication coach and trainer. I'm going to show you how to make and multiply disciples in your area. God's got great things ahead for you. Let's dare to multiply. What do you do when others expect fast progress from you as a disciple maker, but your progress is actually pretty slow? Your fruit is there, but not rapid. You're not seeing lots of multiplication happen yet. What do you do in that kind of situation? And especially if you have someone who's supporting you or who's your leader, who's expecting more fruit and greater results out of what you're, what they're investing financially in what you're doing. How do you handle those kinds of situations? This is a tough one. And yet this is a real opportunity for growth. So I'm going to be talking about that today on the dare to multiply podcast on this episode. And Right after this, I'll be back with an answer to that question. Are you busy but not seeing the fruit you long for? Dissatisfied with your present level of impact on those around you? Are frustrated with traditional methods of discipleship that don't seem to be effective? If so, the Getting Started in Disciple Making Movements course may be just what you need. Inside the Getting Started program, you'll get access to a step-by-step proven approach to making and multiplying disciples. Not only will you receive 25 short and practical video teachings spread out over six modules, but you'll have a chance to connect with others for group coaching via our monthly Zoom calls. And even more importantly, you'll become part of a global community of like-minded people from all over the world who are passionately committed to following Jesus and impacting others around them. If you want to get unstuck and begin moving forward as a disciple who makes disciples, I encourage you to go to courses.dmmsfrontiermissions.com and sign up for this powerful program today. And now to today's episode. What do you do when others expect fast progress from you as a disciple maker, but your progress is actually pretty slow. What do you do? How do you answer them? This is an important question for those of us who are pursuing rapidly multiplying movements of disciples. We want to see disciple making movements happen in our area, but oftentimes that progress is not quick in the beginning. So what do you do? How do you address that? We're going to be talking about that today. My name is Cynthia Anderson, and I am a disciple multiplication coach and trainer. I've been involved in disciple making movements and launching them myself and then around the world and training others to do so for about 30 years. So I certainly don't have all the answers to these questions, but I do have some good insights. And most likely I have faced the question you are asking, at least faced it myself or faced it through somebody that I've been coaching over the years. So A very good question and something that does come up, and especially if you are a full-time Christian worker. Um, I was asked this question by one of my trainees who's in our Moving Forward in Disciple Making Movement course 
our second level course. And he is a missionary who's working in a difficult unreached area. He's adopted a disciple multiplication approach and what he's trying to do, but he feels pressure. He said, I feel pressure to give reports to the people who are asking for them that show more numbers and more people coming to Christ. And if I just would have some kind of an open air meeting, maybe I could get some people to respond and I could send back those pictures and I could report that to the people who are donating to what I'm doing. But making disciples in this way is often slower in the beginning and we often will say slow is fast, right? And we go slow in the beginning while we are building that foundation and making disciples who will multiply and make other disciples, building that first DNA into those early first generation groups is often a slow process. So it's a very valid question, even if you're not somebody who's raising financial support to do the work you do, but you're a lay person you're a doctor or you're a, a teacher and you're doing this as a part of your lifestyle to make disciples and other people heard about what you were doing they heard your vision and they know your vision is for multiplication and uh, they're wondering whatever you're doing seems really slow and it seems very small at the moment well we know that the word of god says that we are not to despise the day of small beginnings and we need to go slow in the beginning build a good foundation, go deep in order to go fast later. Uh, we do want to see rapid multiplication. Amen? Yes, we want to see it. And it is important that one day we see things crank up and, and the organic multiplication start to kick off. But getting the right DNA in the beginning is so important. Getting uh, the the understanding of what it means to be a disciple and to make disciples and obedience-based discipleship ingrained in people from the beginning is so important. And that doesn't happen overnight, right? Making disciples is not a rubber stamp and it is slower in many ways than more traditional methods of having an open air meeting and having people raise their hands and pray a sinner's prayer and then saying, oh, we got 30 people saved. Making disciples can feel slow. So a very important question. Okay, we've talked enough about the question. Let's talk about some solutions or what to do in this case. And the first thing I would say uh, about this is that it's important to realize that people won't understand and that there will be people who question our methods. And we can consider that an attack or we can consider that a problem or we can consider that an opportunity to cast vision and to educate people about what a disciple making movement is about what a disciple multiplication approach involves and why we're doing what we're doing. So you inside internally are going to have to go back to your why. Why is it that you're doing what you're doing? What is it you believe about what the word of God says about Jesus' command that it wasn't just to make converts, it wasn't just to proclaim the gospel, but that Jesus actually commanded us to go and make disciples of all nations. And disciple making doesn't happen in a day, especially if you are making disciples and training them, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus commanded. That's going to take some time. Now, it took Jesus three years 
before his disciples really started to multiply. So don't expect that in, you know, less than two or three years, you're going to see this kind of really rapid, explosive kind of growth. It can take some time. It can take three years, five years. It may even take a little bit longer than that before things are really starting to uh, grow in a rapid kind of way. And really, once you get to the fourth generation, fifth generation, sixth generation, that's when you're starting to see that kind of rapid growth where um, you you almost can't measure what's happening because it, and you need to measure. And I, I talk about the importance of tracking and the importance of stewarding what God gives us. But uh, often in the beginning, it's going to be slower. But again, take it as an opportunity to explain what your vision is, to explain what the Bible says, to talk about what happened in the early church and how Jesus made those first disciples and then they were scattered and they went out and those early disciples made more disciples and things began to spread. But it did take some time as they invested their lives in those people that God gave them. So take it as an opportunity, not a threat, not an attack, and use that time to educate people about what a DMM model looks like and how it's maybe different from a traditional model, but how it is very biblical and, and tell stories about movements and how they've begun and how they've multiplied. Another thing I want to say is resist the pressure to perform. There's so much pressure in the world and in our society that is performance orientation to perform and to produce, right? Resist the pressure to produce results. That does not come from God and it's not, it's not godly, right? It's not of his spirit. So resist that pressure. And, and when you, when you feel those kinds of lies and that sense of pressure of, I've got to produce something, I've got to write a good report. I've got to, the pressure will be there to even falsify reports or to, if not falsify, to make a big deal out of something that isn't, you know, make it look bigger than it is. And this is an opportunity for growth in who you are as a man or woman of God uh, in your character to say, I will not give in to the pressure to perform. Instead, I'm going to let the pressure be to obey. The pressure is to obey. I want to be an obedient disciple. Am I doing today what God has called me to do? Am I doing today what I need to be doing? Am I staying focused on disciple-making activities? Am I resisting many other distractions? Am I doing today what God called me to do? And resist that pressure to perform and instead commit yourself afresh to be obedient to the call of God that's on your life to be a disciple who makes disciples who make disciples, right? So resist that. It's not of God. Um, and the, the word of God says, if we resist the enemy, he'll flee from us. So when you have that sense of a lie or temptation coming against you, stand up against it, speak the truth of God's word. I am walking in obedience and God is pleased with me today for that. And I will walk in that as my identity as a son or daughter of the King of King who loves me and who is pleased with me and who says to me today, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter. And we're going to let that be our identity, not our performance and not what we produce as someone who's making disciples. So uh, the next thing I would say is just allow God to use this situation where you're seeing smaller amounts of fruit where you're seeing 
results, but maybe not big results, as an opportunity to grow in humility. Um, we know that God is looking for people that he can trust with, with rapid multiplication. And he's looking at our lives to say, can I trust you? Can you handle the, uh, the responsibility that I'm about to place in your hands? Are you faithful with the few so that I can give you the much? It's the parable of the minas, right? The, the servant that was faithful with a few minas and multiplied them and worked with that one mina and made it 10. That's the one who was later given responsibility over cities. So be faithful with what you have and let God work humility and character into your life in the midst of this situation. And then lastly, I would just to say, like to say, hold on to God and hold on to your why. Right. Again, I've already talked about the why, but in these times where maybe you even feel a little disappointed in yourself and you certainly are feeling this pressure from others, hold tightly to God and again to who he says you are and also to that calling that he's placed on your life. And know that if you continue to be faithful day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, if you continue to be faithful to obey his word, to listen to his voice and do what he says, then there is a very high likelihood that you will see this kind of fruit in the future. You're going to see that kind of rapid multiplication, maybe not in every situation, but remember, if after two or three years, you're not seeing that, you're going to evaluate, you're going to check what you're doing, you're going to get some coaching and talk to others, you're going to realign and, uh, you know, make some adjustments. But this fruit will come because God wants you to be fruitful. He has promised that you will be fruitful if you abide in him and his word abides in you. Whatever you ask, he's going to give it to you. If you abide in him, you will bear much fruit and bring glory to him. So let's believe for great things in the future. Slow is fast in the beginning. Don't despise the day of small beginnings and know that God has greater things ahead. Let this be an opportunity for growth rather than a challenge or a threat that you experience. So I hope that's helpful to you today. Making disciples and sharing Jesus with those around you can be difficult. We need help to keep our faith alive as we step out to do new things. Faith to Move Mountains, stirring our faith to believe for movements among the unreached, is a 30-day devotional that will encourage your heart and build your faith. In it, I and my co-author, Kevin Sutter, share a scripture, a story, and a challenge each day from years of frontline experience working in tough places. Like I said, making disciples can be hard, progress is often slow, and breakthroughs seem distant. This devotional will kickstart your faith for a movement of disciples in your area. Grab a copy on Amazon.com today. That's all we've got for this episode of the Dare to Multiply podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at dmmsfrontiermissions.com slash blog on social media, and please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, God's dreams for us are always bigger than we can imagine.